If you like the show, share it with a friend. You can find us at facebook.com slash slipangleshow, and you can visit our new home on the web at www.tracktuned.com backslash slipangle. You can also leave us reviews and ratings on iTunes. To Slip Angle Show. I'm Austin Cabot. I'm Adam Jabate. And today we are in parts unknown. Uh, I am actually at my airplane hangar, Sands Airplane. Uh, where are you at, Adam? <laughs> uh, I'm in uh, Steger, Illinois, hidden behind a shell station, hiding from uh, from work at the from moment. From Johnny Law? Oh, hey, well, no, okay. hiding from work. I, I, uh, <laughs> just uh, just parked in between jobs. We got to record a show and get it out there. So. And yeah. it's uh, it's better than walking around in the freezing rain. So that is true. Uh, I don't know much about freezing rain here in Atlanta lately. It's currently seventy two degrees outside. Yep. Yeah, February second. So it, I was driving on the highway looking sucks at my. To be you. Yeah, it's not great here. <laughs> I was just driving on the highway looking at my phone and uh, and I'm like, wow, it's de- it's really close to freezing and it's pouring rain. <laughs> so. Yeah, you know, I was supposed to be up there this week, but I uh, had a little bit of a change of plans. So yeah, you're not missing much popped this week. Up. Opportunity popped up that I just couldn't miss. So yeah, uh, do you have any of that stuff scheduled for this weekend or no? Um, I mean, uh, the Trump car race at Road Atlanta, the 14 hours this this Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be up there. Ross Bentley actually told me that he's going to be in town, driving yep. with uh, Colin Braun and Jeff Braun. So I'm going to go up so there cool. and, and hang out. Yeah. Yeah, try try to get a couple minutes of interview with uh, with those guys. That that would be really oh, absolutely. Cool. I think I might help a little bit too and spot and stuff like that. Um, not sure how much yeah. of a team they're bringing or what, but uh, I offered up my services. I wish I could drive, but uh, they don't have any spots available. I don't think. I think the team's all full. Do uh, do you have all the? Do you have like a, a suit and everything or no? Have a suit? No, yeah. I do not. That's I'm just one thing. No big um, deal. I can borrow one. I'm see. I'm I'm on the small side of things. So, yeah, so like a large can... <laughs> suit, a large suit would still fit me. Yeah, like totally. I'm universal. I'm universally sized. You're fun sized. Yeah, travel yeah. sized. I, I think I might know of a car with a seat available, but I, it's probably too late to register. So. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, the Supra. Um, the, the build is documented on the uh, the forum that we shall not name, but uh, it's it's Mike Taylor's buddy Peter's Supra. Um, it's an older, you know, the boxy style Supra. Yeah, um, and it's done up like the uh, Long Beach uh, Grand Prix pace car from like oh, 19, nice. 1989 or something. It's a really nice build. Nice, but yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, after after we get done, uh, maybe point me in their direction, and I'll I'll see what I can do. Yeah, if uh, if you got Mike, do you have Mike Taylor's phone number or no? Yeah, yeah. Shoot him a text. I've been texting with him all day about super touring light stuff. He's all geeked okay. up about this year, but uh, okay. Shoot, shoot him a text and see if Peter's got a spot in the super. He might. So. Yeah, for sure. That'd be pretty sweet. Um, yeah, that uh, and that car's fast too. It's it's uh, it's got a big. It's it's a seven M GTE, I think, but it's got a bigger bottom end out of some other some other Toyota, I think. Okay, is it um, is it the turbo? No, it's a it's a non turbo. Um, okay, but it's for for a jump car and a lemons car. It's fast. It almost won the the full twenty four hour lemons race at Autobahn this year. Oh, nice. Um, they were like third and second, and then the diff blew. I think they were winning for a while, and then the diff blew up. It's It's been like a bridesmaid uh, so many times, like second, third, fourth place. It's a really, really strong car. 
Well, it's about dang um, time that it uh, it has a winning chance, then. Yeah, it, it probably has a pretty good chance at Road Atlanta because the whole team is from down there. Peter lives right by Road Atlanta, so... Okay. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. a great car for that track if it's if it's got decent power. Yeah, it's in uh, the. I, I mean, because as you the... know that <laughs> that back straight is very long. Oh, it's so freaking long. Um, I think it's in the. That's C- what she said. <laughs> it's that is what she said. I think it's oh, in the no, C it's class. Starting early. <laughs> yeah, I think it's in Chump Car's uh, C class, which is like where all the, they put all the beamers and all the six cylinder cars. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, supposedly it's pretty strong uh, competitor. They've ran in Chump and Lemons with it. So it's a very cool car. But, nice. Um, yeah, what uh, what are you doing down at the hangar today? Uh, was prepping uh, my new go kart. Yeah, you, what kind of go kart did you buy? Um, it's a locally built Razor chassis. Okay. So with a Briggs and Stratton uh, LO two hundred six, which stands for Local Option two hundred six. Yeah. Uh, essentially, it's like a new class. It's one of the fast. I think it is the fastest growing class uh, for karting lately. Uh, because the, the motor, the motor is box stuck. Yeah, you can't the, really the, do too much. The to motor is sealed and stuff, or like spec, right? Yeah, there's really not a whole lot that you can do to it. So what are you allowed to do um, for the, the same, for the chassis? Uh, I mean, the chassis it's all it's all in chassis tuning. Yeah, so you know, yeah. a bunch of people make different carts. Uh, mine has everything adjustable except for camber. Okay. Um, you know, the camber is kind of set up front, but caster, uh, you know, is kind of how you adjust your Ackerman. Yeah, yeah. So because you know a cart doesn't have suspension, so to transfer weight and get it to corner, you have to unload one of the rear wheels to get it to kind of pivot around. Yeah. So, um, but that, um, that but class, axles. That class isn't all spec chassis or anything like that. No, no, it's spec motor, uh, open chassis. Oh, cool. um, you cool. know, there, there are certain things that are spec, like uh, the rear wheel, wheel width. Um, you know, okay. all the wheels are are spec sizes for different classes. All the tires are sp- the same sizes. Different okay. tracks have different spec tires, though, which is kind of annoying. That's weird. Um, yeah, that's what you know. When I started talking about that, that's why I kind of wrote that uh, preview of that article that I sent you last oh, week. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, wanting to race, it's kind of annoying. I have to have like three sets of wheels uh, with different tires because certain tracks do Hoosiers, certain series do Bridgestone. There's also Vega and Maxxis and yeah. Mojo. Yeah. And, you know, every track has a different standard, which is very annoying. What, uh, what does a set of wheels and tires cost for something like that? Um, a set of tires for the Hoosiers for this class, um, they are Hoosier EL26s, which is mm-hmm. a spec tire for the class for certain organizations. Uh, I think a full set is like 200 bucks. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I would imagine they heat cycle out before they wear out, too, probably. No, most people actually, um, you know, run them for about a half a season. Oh, cool. So, yeah, one of the guys that I was talking to, he budgets for a race weekend $97. And that tires. includes that includes his entry fee. No, that includes everything. Oh, entry geez. fee, tire wear, fuel, like everything. Ninety seven dollars. Yep. So because entry fees Holy are like sixty five bucks. <laughs> yeah. Entry fees are like sixty, sixty five bucks, depending oh on where you go. Oh my gosh. I'm doing it yeah, so it's, wrong. It's wonderful, man. And oh then my I don't gosh. know if you saw that that article that Emmanuel wrote about dirt carting. Entry fees were ten dollars for his. Did he send that to to both of us? Because I looked at my. It might have gone to one of my uh, he, spam accounts. No, he posted he posted it up as a draft on uh, on the website. Oh, cool, for us to cool. View. Yeah, yeah I, so I, that'll uh, be that'll be coming writing, out soon. I was writing on the website this morning, and I saw a couple of uh, new articles. I didn't look at them though. But. Yeah. So this uh, this class that I'm running, uh, Emmanuel and I actually talked about like probably about this time last year. Mm-hmm. And he picked up a used chassis and stuff. Um, oh, cool. There's four. There's uh, a series called WKA, World Karting Association, Gold Cup. Yeah. 
Uh, there's four events uh, comprising of the Gold Cup, and I think I might try and run all four of those events this year. Where are they at? One of them's down in Jacksonville, one of them's at CMP, one of them's in Indiana, and I okay. think the last one is back at CMP. Are these on the cart track at CMP? Yes. That's a fun little cart track. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, that's a very cool track. Last Friday, I actually I worked a local motorcycle trade show here in Atlanta with yeah, the guys from Atlanta Motorsports Park. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we had a couple carts there, and there, were, there was actually a lot of interest. But what I found really interesting is that in September, they're bringing a AMA, American Motorcycle Association, uh, super moto race to the cart track at Atlanta Motorsports Park. Really? Yeah, and that same weekend, they're actually going to bring uh, the like the enduro carts, the road course carts, and run it on the on the main road course at cool. AMP. So uh, yeah, there'll be like two big things going on. Do they just use the full straightaways, or do they do something different with the straights? Or uh, no, I think they use the full straightaways. So the shifters will do like 140 miles an hour. Wow, that's awesome, man. So that's really cool. I'm, I'm yeah. just starting to start read about uh, just starting to read about carding and stuff because you've been talking here and there about it. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think I'm actually going to push it a little bit more. And we've talked about that uh, chump cart series type thing. Yeah, yeah that, uh, so, that could be a fun series if uh, if you're looking for a you know for a startup that might be a fun thing to start you know organizing cart races. Yeah, so there'll be there'll be more on that soon. I mean, the cart's really easy. You can throw it in the back of a truck or on top of a station wagon. Yeah, that's so, that's an attractive feature. There's so little. Yeah, so yeah, there's actually there's a cart in Indiana that I might pick up and throw this spare clone motor that came with mine okay. uh, on, and then be able to have like the first prototype of that, and we'll have maybe eight hundred bucks in it. How uh, how does licensing work for some of those organizations that sanction them? There is none. <laughs> no, there's really no licensing. No, like if you show up with a cart and all the safety gear, you can go run. Oh, that's rad. Well, and yeah. kind of scary, but kind of rad. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess so. if, you, if you've invested for, you know, for a proper cart for whatever class, they probably think that you don't, you're not a total boob. But, yeah, um, but I mean, we both know that that's not the case. Yeah. <laughs> like right now, if you and I had enough money, we could essentially like go buy a seat in a Grand Am car. Yeah, we could. I mean, yep. So there's there's that. Yeah, twenty five thousand bucks puts you in uh, in you know mid pack back marker cars in the Rolex twenty four too. So yeah, I mean, and that's um, chump change too for people like you and I. Oh yeah, you know, balling out of control, baby. Yeah. Um, the uh, the the cart uh, the cart need anything that uh, when you bought it is it need, is it like a fixer upper? Or is it pretty much ready to go? It was pretty much ready to go. So the guy I bought it from, his kids both race, and he raced too. Okay. And he started realizing when he was at the track, it was just too much of a hassle for him to race and keep his kids' carts maintained and everything. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so my cart, just the chassis alone, would normally be like $2,100. Okay. Motor's about 900 Yeah. But I ended up getting the cart, the, you know, the spec motor, a spare Honda clone motor, and an extra set of wheels and tires for 1500 bucks. That seems like a pretty good deal. Yeah, it was. That's why I bought it. <laughs> Very cool. Um, so it's not like it's not like I'm rolling in money right now, but <laughs> well, you did sell off like your entire life. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm up here at the hangar right now, and it's obvious that there's still a lot of crap left. You you but... had truck trailer S2000, uh, and, and you got rid of all those. So yeah. Um, so and, and one that... thing that I really like about carding, though, that some of our listeners may not know is the fact that most of these tracks are open all the time for you to go practice. Okay. 
So if you find yourself not having to go to work every day, such as myself right now, yeah, you can go practice pretty much every day and get tons and tons of seat time. And seat time is probably like uh, 12 bucks. Yeah, like if you if you have a membership at Atlanta Motorsports Park, it costs you $50 a month after the initiation fee. Okay. And then $10 a day that you want to go practice all day. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, so I'm actually going up there on Friday to run. Uh, as a guest, I can run for $75 for the day. Okay. But we're starting at 9 a.m. and pretty much goes until dark. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I'll really be able to get this thing kind of fine-tuned and dial it cool. in a little bit. and Yeah. How much does like chassis flex or frame flex on the cart? I keep calling it chassis. That's probably the wrong term. But how much is uh, frame flex uh, taken into account uh, when you're setting up suspension on it or you know handling? I mean, a lot. I mean, for the lower classes like what I'm running, yeah. uh, lower horsepower classes, you want more flex because there's not a whole lot of power. Yeah. Otherwise, so you're you going to be unloading tires, and you want yeah. to you want to keep things planted. Yeah. Yeah, so some of the nicer carts, there's actually like a, a blade up front that kind of connects everything, and you can run it with the blade or without, and then the blade's adjustable. Okay. So you can adjust the, the rigidity. Yeah, like a blade-type um, sway bar kind of thing? Yeah. And even then, like the bumpers can be kind of part of the rigidity. It's bolted onto the front and back. I've seen yeah. guys that actually run the bumpers with the bolts super loose. Okay, um, that makes know, sense. To kind of make it, make it loose and flexible. And uh, yeah. there's, different, there's different axle sizes. I think mine has a 40-millimeter axle on it right now. But yep. then they have different wall thicknesses and stuff like that. Um, yeah, kind of like a Speedway-style sway bar, only it's yeah. the axle. Yeah. You know? So, you know, it's, it's actually, when you get into it, it's actually very complex. Yeah, I believe that. Um, so lots of, lots of fine-tuning. Yeah, when, when you're, especially when you're, when, you're con when you're basically relying on, you know, the chassis, the frame to, you know, be your suspension. Uh, there's got to be a lot of experience and thought that goes into just building a cart, yeah. Yeah, and so what I did, I bought a locally bought chassis because there's really, there's only one cart shop in the Atlanta area currently. Okay. Called Robert's Cart Shop, and they are actually the ones that make and sell all the razors. Okay. So running one of their carts, it opens me up to being able to, you know, go to them and say, hey, guys, I'm running your cart. Do you yeah, have how any do I set this suggestions up? Suggestions yeah. for me. Yeah, exactly. Very good idea. That's cool. So, you, you yeah. Just love, Plus, uh, you love engine-powered things called razors, don't you? <laughs> pretty much, man. Pretty yeah. much. All you talk so, about is razors now. <laughs> see, I need to get a razor to tow with my razor. That would be badass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, put a hitch on it and uh, get some high suspension travel for a, a tiny little lawn trailer, and, yeah. and you're, good, you're, good to, you're good to go, man. So in my opinion, there's been a lot of uh, kind of a lot of discussion lately on what we can do to help grow karting. Mm -hmm. uh, for the most part, karting has always kind of marketed itself to new people, to motorsports. Yeah. But I think there's a whole other market out there of people that are, you know, would be interested in it that are already participating in motorsports. Yeah, I'm freaking interested in it because I like it's a it's a big job to get the race car out, you know, and everything's yeah. got to be just right. And it's a it's expensive and I'm not made yeah. of cash. Um, Some of these I, places you can actually pay to store your cart there. So yeah. you can just like you don't have to do anything. You just like cruise down there, yeah. you know, get them to pull the cart out and you can go run. And then, you know, you put it up. A half a dozen more days a year of seat time would make me a better driver, that's for sure, you know. Yeah, and especially if you get a bunch of buddies together. Yeah, that could be fun. Yeah. I, so, I, I don't know if there's any good outdoor tracks close to me. Probably the, fat, the oh, closest. Yeah. In Chicago, is there? Yeah, there's one, uh, what, like southwest of Chicago? And I don't want to say Holland. It's another, like, another 
Scandinavian country. There's probably in. one like in my town. I've never seen it. Um, so, but I know that there's a big one down in uh, down near Indy that Brad's talked about. I think Newcastle or something like that. Yeah, Newcastle. Yeah, that's supposed to be a really good one. But that's where that WKA Gold Cup race is. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, that's a very nice facility. But here, here in Atlanta, I mean, I have access to GoPro Motorplex up in Mooresville, North Carolina, which looks awesome. And yeah. Atlanta Motorsports Park, which are like two of the nicest karting facilities in the country. Yeah, that's really cool. So, and then CMP's close by. Jacksonville at 103rd Street. There's also Barnesville down on the south side of Atlanta, okay. um, which is a really old track. The guy that's actually coaching me, uh, his name is Dr. Chip, Chip Baring. He's been racing go-karts since 1958. Holy crap. So he's the one that owns that, uh, that Factory 5 Daytona Coupe that oh, I yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. posted pictures from. Yeah, so we took that around and hung out. So he's going to help me with carts, and I'm going to help him with cars a little bit. That's cool. Very cool. That, so. that, uh, yeah, Austin sent me a video of, uh, of a, you know, a, a Daytona Coupe backing out of a little garage and all the noises. V- V8s yeah. are just... The more I'm into Hondas, like, the more I want a V8. <laughs> like, year yeah. after year, I want something <laughs> with a V8 more and more. But... Yeah, maybe one of these days I'll just get fed up with the four bangers, but they... Let's just put two K24s together. No, that sounds like a terrible idea. (laughs) (laughs) They they already shed timing chains all the time anyway, you know? And we'd have two TPSs to have to deal with. Yeah, that's the... Yeah, ask Calzado about TPS issues and the the lack of seat time that they cause. (laughs) Speaking of Calzada, that car is on this month's cover uh, of S3 Magazine. Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah, that was uh, that was a fun article to write. I wrote that in the middle of the night, and I forgot all about it until the article until the article <laughs> came out. <laughs> but, so, yeah, what's I, been going on with you with uh, you know with your updates, project well, updates? I got about six and a half weeks until I'm hoping to be down in Atlanta um, racing at my first SCCA majors race. I've never actually raced a majors race; I've only done regional stuff. And what in, what date is that? It's uh, March, I think, nineteen through twenty-one or something, or twenty through twenty-two. It's a three. It's a Friday, is, Saturday, Sunday event. But. Is that the one that Ramsey's coming down to? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. You know, I think he, he might be. He might be the weekend before. I think he's yeah, going for the NASA weekend. Yeah, he's going. He's in, He's been doing NASA to HPDE stuff. But Ramsey okay. from uh, from AS. What is it? Uh, AST. Uh, um, uh, automotive, automotive specialty, specialty tool, yeah. tool, yeah, ASD, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Ramsey's yeah, he actually there. he emailed me recently um, to let me know that he was coming down. I think I'm going to take him to the Porsche Experience Center and cool, uh, cool. hang out with him. Yeah, yeah. I got about six and a half need, weeks before I got to. I need get to my open up together. a. I need to open up a motorsports bed and breakfast slash Atlanta tour service. That's a good idea. You got enough space in that house right now that you're. Yeah, uh, that or you're, or, that or we can just put <laughs> we can just put people up in the hangar, man. I'll buy yeah, a Winnebago. Buy a Winnebago, or just buy a bunch of bunk beds at IKEA or something. Yeah, that'd work too. Yeah, it's nice and it's balmy down there, so you don't need AC or heat all that much. But. Yeah, I. You know what? I broke a sweat earlier while I was trying to start this go kart. You can you can eat shit. I hate you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I've been so cold. It it was it's been really nice here. It's been a nice winter, but um, I yeah I've uh, between work and family stuff, I haven't had much time to get in the garage, and it's cold out there anyway. But yeah. So what all what all uh do you have left to do to the car? Well, the biggest thing is I got to fabricate a new sway bar. I sold my I had suspension techniques like solid, you know, just a bolt-on solid bar on there before. Yeah. I, so, I sold that and I bought all the stuff. I bought some used parts from Greg and me and actually he gave me a sway bar itself, speedway bar. I bought all the parts for it though. I'm going to build a speedway style bar with the 
with a lot of adjustment built into it where I, the bar mount slides forward and backwards uh, so that the end links are always aimed up and down, you know? Oh, nice. Because um, otherwise you only get like two or three inches of adjustment. And I've got like 11-inch arms on the sway bar, so I'm going to s- try to give it as much adjustment as I can. Okay. Um, so i got to fabricate that. That's about that's all planned out. i got all the materials for it, but... It, what's the budget? What's the budget for something like that? Like if somebody uh, wanted to do that themselves without being given parts? Well, it uh, the sway bars themselves are pretty cheap. They're just it's a splined 095, you know, inch and a quarter uh, 095 wall, inch and a quarter hollow bar. I think right. those are like ninety bucks or something. But uh, I think I have a hundred and something dollars into the arms. I bought those new through uh, what's the company? Carceps. Um, okay. Carcep's distributor for Speedway. It's a Speedway arm, but he had the best price on them. And then just bearing, you know, not bearings, but the bushings and uh, the mounts and stuff are just off eBay. Um, They're just energy suspension. They were like twenty, thirty bucks. Um, end links, I think, were like thirty bucks. Like spherical end links with uh, with the nice uh, washer, th- you know, the, the the washer things to give it full uh, full range of motion where it doesn't bind up, you know. Right. Um, so pretty cheap. I mean, thirty bucks here, thirty bucks there, hundred bucks there. But I'll probably be into it for about a hundred and ninety bucks. And I sold my other sway bar for most of that. So yeah, that's not um, too bad at all. Yeah, I got a. Uh, me and Kyle will probably spend a Saturday night building the mounts for it and stuff. But I'm trying to make it real lightweight and drop about fifteen pounds off of the the the, the solid seven eighths bar um, setup and get more uh, more adjustments. So that should be fun. But yeah. Yeah, I just bought some new uh, shocks too through uh, through David Whitener is his name. He's a NASA guy uh, and an SCCA solo guy. Um, okay, what'd you get? I bought some. Uh, he, he he's a, he runs a CRX and he runs. It's almost the same weight um, in NASA TT and PT something. Um, and he runs a D series motor, so his weight balance is about the same. He's two thousand pounds. I'm two thousand twenty five. Uh, and we okay. ran we ran about the same spring rate. Um, and he's been revalving Bilstein shocks for a while. Uh, Bilstein non-adjustables, you know. Yeah, which, the PSS, uh, the regular PSS kits. Yeah, he, well, he he started out with the stuff that bolts onto a CRX, you know. But that's thirty-six mil sh- uh, body front, and I think forty-six in the back. And forty-six is forty-six mil Bilsteins are pretty much like, like you can do anything to them. Um, yeah, and they're, and they're one of the most popular circle track shocks out there. Uh, so David uh, had a, he bought a set of Motons and then um, dialed a, dialed his car in on Motons and then took the Motons off, put them on a shock dyno, and then copied that graph uh, and just trial and error for the, for the yeah. valving and everything. Yeah, he he trial and error to get some Bilsteins until they matched his Moton graph. Oh, cool! Because um, you can do they're digressive shocks. You can do a lot of stuff to them. Yeah, um, and uh, his. Uh, and on the fronts, uh, instead of using the 36 mil small body EF stuff, where it's you know the shock on the bottom, the shaft goes up uh, like a regular Honda. Uh, he found he found this weird 46 mil Bilstein that is inverted for I think it's like some it's some Japanese like key van you know like what Chris has for that tiny Honda thing. So um, now you need to get a sticker for them that says I was inverted. Yeah, they they are inverted. The the shaft faces down, which is neat. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, uh, it's, they're kind of cool. Uh, and the rears are just, uh, Bilstein AS, I think ASN. Um, it's just a, it's just a regular circle track shock. Uh, okay. he, he makes a mount for the back, um, and then he welds on some forks on the bottom of it. Um, cool. so that they work and, and they're, you know, totally, they're user rebuildable. You can rebuild them for like 20 bucks a piece in seals. 
Uh, and they're real robust. So some of his shocks won uh, uh, SMF at Solo Nationals with Brian Keel. Um, and then he won Na- a NASA TT and PT National Championship, I think, a couple years back. So Okay. Um, and, and he's been building them for other cars, too. He's getting into Corvette stuff. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to have him on the show soon, uh, maybe, yeah, when you're up, maybe when you're up here even. He's been, he's been on the Grassroots Motorsports podcast. He does a lot of the tire testing with Andy Hollis. Okay. Uh, he's good buddies with Andy Hollis, and he's I think his David's house backs up to like this big old concrete pad where they do the testing. So. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. There's an airplane going by. Yeah. First roll problems. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, yeah, he he's an interesting dude. I I had a good time talking to him, and and these things were I sold my Coney 3011s that Mike Taylor gave me a great deal on. Mm-hmm. Um, I got Mike's permission and uh, sold them for a little more than I had into them, and sold my top hats also. Because uh, Mike gave me too good of a deal, but they were too yeah. short. They were too short up front for an EF. They were EG shocks, you know. Yeah. Um, and I basically got into these for less than that, so it was it was kind of okay. nice. I, mean, I was able to you know fund some other little projects, but yeah, doing the, those yeah, in the sway bar. That's and, another. Yeah. That's another important thing I wanted to kind of point out was that you know you said you got permission from him. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't understand that. Like a lot of times, if you get a buddy hookup from somebody. And then mm-hmm. you turn around and sell it and make money, like yeah, the person then you're that not sold buddies it to you. anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I, uh, same I didn't same say- thing. Same thing with like hookups from vendors, man. I've seen a lot of people like you know get a hookup from a vendor and then sell it for more. Yeah, you know, yeah. having barely even run it. Yeah, I, I so. ran them for a bunch of days and I did real well on those thirty elevens at Mid Ohio, and I like I felt I, I think I mainly felt bad because. Uh, I love I love Lee from Coney so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I thought, why am I going to Bilstein's? But they, I really want to try. I wanted to try these out, and uh, it's less unsprung weight and stuff. And I got Lee's blessing too. So, <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> but yeah, it's just a basic monotube, and I thought it'd be a fun kind of. Uh, I'm going to do a little bit of tech write up on them and stuff, and w- when we have David on uh, on the show okay. eventually. But okay. uh, just kind of an interesting an interesting uh, side job that he does, and. And they're pretty successful um, in SCCA solo, and he's won some some TT and PT national stuff with it. So, yeah, um, yeah. You know, speaking of successful, uh, after last week's show uh, with uh, with Glenn Long from Long Road Racing, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I just spoke with John Dean today, and he said that they went and tested the cars at Sebring last weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah. And said it was one of the best cars out of the box that he's ever driven for the yeah, new Global MX-5 Cup car. I couldn't so. believe, listening to that show, I couldn't believe the amount of effort and work that went into just uh, even, like, developing, you know, that, enti- that entire package. But even the small things, like, you think you could just weld a roll cage in and that's good. But they did the, yeah. they, the flex testing and the chassis and stuff. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, they have a lot of background in that stuff. I mean, yeah. All, yeah, the, all the Freedom Autosport cars... You yep, know, pretty much yep. the, I think the most winning NCs uh, for Grand Am, mm-hmm. you know, were built by them. So yeah. very, very know, cool had, podcast. They, they knew what to look for right off the bat. Um, it, it reminded me a lot of, uh, have you listened to that Dinner with Racers episode with Jeff Braun? I haven't. Well, uh, you got to listen. You have the, the level five yeah, special. I'm going to have to listen to that before this weekend. You have to listen to it. It's the most jaw-dropping show you've ever heard. But they, they did a lot of that same stuff, only they did it for one race in a D-Sports racer. And they did it like ten times more than uh, than the, glo- the global MX-5 builds. But it, wow. uh, it, 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 you know, CFD and... Uh, yeah, chassis, the simulator modeling and stuff like that, and a lot of speaking cool of, uh, development. Speaking of that high-level stuff, uh, I'm sure most of our listeners 
caught the 24-hour Daytona this year. Yeah, uh, just yeah. this past weekend. So, quite an interesting race. Yeah, that was that was a really cool race. I I, I watched it. I watched more of it than I have of any 24-hour in the past. Yeah, because um, the the online streaming was really good this year. Yeah, I mean, I watched most of it through the IMSA app, to be honest, which was yeah, like was a continuous awesome. feed the whole time. Yeah, I, I just had, I, you know, I had it on my phone and just watched it straight on my phone. So yeah, stayed up late. We had a big Grid Life meeting on Saturday night. And, on Saturday, yeah, yeah, it was uh, stayed up late after that watching it, and in the morning, and uh, it was a it was a cool race. Um, I, I I was I really wanted to see the the dumb Delta Wing do better, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what do you mean do better? It was leading what? the race until. Well, I mean, do better overall. <laughs> yeah, at, at the end, but so they they cited uh, the driver cited radio communication loss. Yeah, and, and driving but, into another car. <laughs> yeah, well, no, like apparently there was a spotter that was telling them yep. that there was a car there, but they didn't hear it. Um, so who knows? But yeah. it definitely. Oh, I'm I'm glad to see that car finally progressing and being able to be competitive. Yeah, it. Uh, they must have put a lot of development in it because that thing really was a lot better than in years past. But yeah, I was reading some articles. I think one of the big weak spots was the transmission, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So which has now been fixed, apparently. Yeah, that's. Uh, it's such a unique car. I mean. It's got to be easy to sell sponsorship for it because uh, that was kind of my my thought was uh, because it, it it got a lot of camera time because it's so weird. Yeah, um, well, and it was and it was leading the race. Yeah, it did, they were doing very well. I think Catherine Leggy was driving it. Uh, she's driven, yeah. I think, IndyCar and a bunch of other stuff. And then uh, I forget who the other drivers were, but um, yeah, it, it was a cool race. Uh, oh, and a, yeah. tang- a tangent: we're going to be at the Motorsports Expo, uh, Great Lakes Ex- Motorsports Expo in uh, in Cincinnati. You know. Yep, February twentieth. Um, buddy of mine, Sam Myers, is going to be there, and I'd like to have him on the show. I know over Sam. There. Yeah, oh, yeah you, I talked to Sam. Sam. I met Sam at uh, Nationals in twenty twelve. Yeah, super good dude. Uh, uh, and I think I met him at some of the regional NASA stuff because at the time he was the Honda Challenge regional director. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's he's one of the national guys now. He's one on the rules committee for Honda Challenge and stuff. Um, but okay. he was he was at the Rolex Twenty Four as a spotter for the the Turner cars. So oh nice. Uh, he was post, posting pictures on uh, Facebook and Instagram from like you know the roof on top of everything else, and yeah. it's quite a view up there, man. But I, I would yeah, love to talk I, to him. I, I about, saw some pictures; it's pretty sweet. Yeah, the uh, that's got to be an interesting experience being a spotter, you know, at yeah. night and stuff there. But. Yeah, it, that could be uh, a good show at the. Uh, the we're going to be basically doing shows all day. I'm guessing at the uh, motorsports. Yeah, I think Expo we're. There. Yeah, and before and after, like we're we're going to be slam that trip for sure. We got to bank up a lot of shows so that we don't have to, uh, you know, do shows in the middle of the day and hide from our boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, what is that? What do you got going on the rest of the day? Uh, rest of the day, I'm just kind of up here uh, sorting things out, uh, and then I got to go back and write some grid life emails for vendors, um, yep, yep. edit this show, edit uh, Friday's show, which will be with Justin Tillis from Maxis. Yeah, that'll be cool. I can't wait to hear that. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be coming out, and then work on our carding night a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Let's have we. T- did you talk about that on the last show? Or did you just put a little intro. Uh, short, it? short commercial break. That's what I thought. Uh, last yeah. show. But, yeah, it's going to be February 13th at K1 Speed in Addison, Illinois. Uh, 60 bucks will get you, I believe, a 12-session prac- or a 12-lap 12 12-lap lap session, 14-lap yep. uh, qualifier, and then based on where you qualify, we'll have heats of 10 for the final event. 
which we, we're not sure if we're going to go for position in those 10 or if we're just going to go for overall lap time, like time attack style. Yeah, we could do both, I um, guess. But I talked to Chris from Power Stop. I think he's going to come out. Cool. Uh, talking to Mike Lee from Toge Factory. I think he might come out, too, uh, vendor-wise. We've got, uh, I think, last count, 38 people signed up so far. That's pretty good, yeah. For, uh, yeah, and for I think the night before well, we, opened up registration, we opened up registration on Friday, I think. So. Yeah. Yeah, the night before Valentine's Day is probably a tough uh, spot for some guys. But. Yeah, we've got 40 spots reserved right now, but I might have to increase it to 50 or even 60, depending yeah. on what's going on. Yeah, we'll be doing some shows from there, uh, probably yep. one or two afterwards. Uh, we'll see how the night progresses. But um, And speaking of sellouts, the uh, the Grid Life Spring Shakedown Day, our instructor clinic, and uh, afternoon HPDE. Uh, that's sold out. Officially in, sold out. Yeah, sold out in one day. A Friday, and it's yeah. a Friday too. I I couldn't, yeah. be- I couldn't believe we sold out a Friday. <laughs> so I think we have a few, a very few select instructor spots left. But that's well, it yeah, for instructor it, training. And all instructors are welcome for training. We just can't get everybody on track. You know. Um, right. Uh, so anybody that way- wants to show up, uh, we would love to have you. You can always sit in and see what the training is, even if you don't intend to instruct. So. Right, and I've been talking to Chris a little bit. I need to talk to Luke. We might do some drills and stuff that I've kind of uh, experienced in the past that work very well. Yeah, very good. So I think, one of I think them we're going to have a good group. So. One this, of them uh, involves a blindfold and a driver and an instructor. Yeah, I've heard that's a fun exercise. <laughs> sounds, sounds kinky, right? Yeah, it sounds, uh, sounds sexy. <laughs> so we'll see if we get to do that. Uh, I've been talking to a world-famous driving coach that is yep. a friend of the show to possibly come out depending on his schedule yeah so that would be that. uh that would be yeah that would be great if if that works into his schedule yeah in in years past we've had basically luke as our chief instructor uh for for the grid life and honda meet stuff um and now we yeah we brought on uh on you and uh on our and our buddy mike Cohn as uh kind of our we're gonna have a three kind of a three-way you know sexy we're gonna have a three-way it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be great yeah, we have a three-way uh, driver instructor instructor team basically. So you you guys will be the the kings of the instructors. Uh, Luke's Luke's workload with he's he's on the college board for SATs and stuff. He's a really he's a super famous high school teacher and uh, super his work, famous his work. He, he met the president last year because he's a high school teacher. Uh, but yeah, his his workload's a little crazy this year. He can't get to all the grid lifes, but he's going to be at the uh, the spring shakedown and at the Atlantic grid life for sure. Right, um, and then we, uh, yeah, we're gonna crack the whip on you guys, you and Mike. So should be a good year. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to it too. You know, there's uh, a lot of people don't realize that instructors are kind of the face of the organization. So yeah, you're basically you're you're instructing and you're also selling future events to the beginners. You know, you gotta you gotta be an you ambassador. You gotta represent, you know? yo. You gotta yeah, represent. It, it, if if I had had a terrible instructor in my first event, I probably would have give, given up on it. You know, it, exactly. I, I had such a good instructor, and it changed everything about the uh, the hobby for me. So, yeah. But so right. that's one thing that we're we're really going to key on this year. I, I've heard our instructor, li- my first instructor, listens to the show. So, what's up, Hubert? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, you know my my first instructor, uh, he lives here in Atlanta. And, you know, I've been talking to him and he just thinks it's hilarious that, uh, you know, he met me when I knew nothing. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, man, we're doing everything. Yeah. Making a full time job out of this crap. Yeah. yeah. So speaking um, of full time job, I got to I got to go to Porsche tomorrow. Yeah. You're uh, rough, you're, rough you're, life. 
<laughs> you're you're actually kind of employed now. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So most of most of March will be busy. And uh, for those of you that are going to be at the Chicago Auto Show or want to watch, I just got a gig uh, driving Kia's up on stage during their press release. <laughs> So <laughs> that makes me laugh so much. <laughs> yeah. So like first, first professional, true professional driving gig. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's going to be uh, for Kia. You're, you're going to be blamming through the smoke and, and uh, getting that thing airborne up onto the ramps. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, something like something <laughs> like that. So Jason, Jason Cyane hooked me up with that. Yeah. Um, who he just, by the way, I don't know if I've mentioned it on the show before. He just opened up the coolest dealership ever in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. You told me about this. Yeah, it's uh, called GMS Wagons. All they sell is station wagons. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So yeah, so we're gonna have him on the show. You know, he used to. He's from the Chicago area. I think won a couple Autocross uh, championships, and then started in Spec Miata, and then yeah. more recently yeah. uh, in the MX5 Cup, and I think Grand Am with CJ Wilson. Yeah, that'll so, be a cool interview. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so he's uh, he's definitely got some some interesting things to say. I think when we're in Chicago, we'll have Steve Doherty on too. Yeah. I've never met and Steve. I'm looking forward to that too. Yeah, Steve's a really cool guy. So yeah, he uh, he recently lost his ride with uh, Nissan for the year, though, because Nissan just pulled out of pretty much all of their motorsport stuff in North America. Yeah, except yeah. for I think except for World Challenge. Yeah, that's that kind of sucks. But. Yeah, so we'll have him on the show and kind of talk about that a little bit and talk about his moves through the ranks. Yeah, got a lot of plans. Bill, have Bill Luxon on the show. Miata, Miata King of Chicago. As I've, I like to yeah, call I've, him. I've only messaged with Bill approximately ten thousand times, but I've never yeah. met him, never <laughs> met him in, in real life. So, so uh, and then I thought we might have uh, one of my friends, Steve Vetter, on. Uh, you remember Steve? Yeah, yeah, I know Steve. S two thousand, yeah, S two thousand, Steve. Uh, I think he's uh, he had he's like flipped two S two thousands now. Yep. One of them is actually in the Hard Dog Roll Bar ad. It's a yellow S two thousand that I think was at Road America. Yeah. Yeah. And then he actually, I believe he had a stroke a while back. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, doesn't have, doesn't really have much motor control on one side of his body, but he's still he's, out there driving. He still drives, yeah. He, he's been yeah. an instructor and uh, a frequent uh, West Michigan Honda Meet driver. So I've, yeah. Yeah, I've, not, I've and, known him for a while. And then I shared that article today about, um, you know, people in, essentially people in wheelchairs going yeah, out. Paraplegics, and, and, yeah. yeah, paraplegics and stuff uh, with Derek Moreland. I think we're actually going to have him on the show too at some point where's he from uh, i believe he's from ohio okay cool but his story apparently he used to race motorcycles like endurance motorcycle racing yeah yeah and had a bad accident at gateway and actually snapped his spine oh geez so yeah he uh for those of you in the midwest that run nasa events you may have seen him he actually drives a ford focus like an orange ford focus with hand controls yep so, yeah, I, th I think it's so cool when somebody shows up in you know in a wheelchair and hand controls on a car. Um, yeah, it it that uh, it's it's kind of inspiring, and a lot of time yeah. a lot of times they're one of the fastest guys too. <laughs> yeah, he he was telling me like in the rain, like he could put the hurt in time trials on like STIs and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it, uh, so yeah, he'll uh, so he'll cool. he'll be a really interesting guest too. So we've we've got a lot of things coming right now. It's kind of that weird point of the winter where there's kind of a little bit of a lull. Yeah, but, we didn't have a show last uh, Tuesday, and sorry about that. But uh, you guys and this one, this one will it. be a little late. <laughs> yeah, we'll get it up today though. Um, so I'm, I'm heading back to the office. That's and I'll, what she I'll said. This. Yeah, <laughs> there's always got to be a few of those. Always. Um, well, if uh, yeah, if uh, we got a Ross Bentley driving tip coming up at the end of the show here. And yep. we're into this for about 38 minutes, so that's it's a pretty good little Tuesday show. 
Um, yeah, not too bad. And we'll uh, we'll be back on Friday with our Maxa show, which I believe is about an hour long. So cool, cool. Um, I got to get back to work before somebody yells at me. And yeah, and I got to. It looks like it's going to start raining here soon. Just not I, freezing rain. Uh, you know, it uh, it's down. It's up to like thirty seven here right now. So maybe I'll be good and safe to get home. <laughs> there you go, man. It, it, it'll be very icy tonight here. I'm sure. Um, well, good. You can throw the studded studded trucks or studded tires on the truck. And go brat, you get brat. To go. <laughs> there you go, man. All right, buddy. Well, if uh, yeah, that's all we got. I'll sign off here, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon, man. All right. Have a good all day, right, everybody. Thanks for listening. And now for today's driving tip with Ross Bentley. One of the most underutilized tools uh, that that a performance driver, a race driver, has, but like I said, they just don't use it enough is the good old-fashioned track map. You know, I believe that every session, every time you come off the track, you, you should sit down with a track map and just make some notes. There's something about writing, and some, you know, some people love to write, some people hate to write. I don't care what it takes. You can, you know, take a crayon and scribble, you know, X's and O's. I, it, the fact that you actually physically do that, it cements things in your mind. So what you should do is come off, a, off the track, and every driver's going to have something a little bit different, but... You want to sit down and start off by just, what are you doing now? You know, I break here, I apex here, my eyes are here, I feel a bump here, I got to avoid that crack in the pavement here, something like that. You just write down the things that you're currently doing. And then based on that, you go, what could I do better next session? And then you write down, you know, one, two, three things. No more, no, never any more than three, right? So you write down those three things. And now the fact that you've written them down, when you go back on the track, you're more likely to be able to focus on those things. If you don't write them down, you're going to get back on the track and you're going to be trying to go, I'm just going to go fast. And again, that's uh, that's too much of a, a task for your brain to take on all at one time. So use the track map. Here, you know, A, a thing that I like to do is I, I, I like to tell drivers, look, you're going to come off the track and the only thing that you've got now is you can write some notes on a track. And this track map is the only thing that you're going to be able to look at from between now and six months from now when you come back. And when you come back, I'm going to give you and three other drivers, uh, one, one of you, I'm going to give $100,000 to the fastest driver. And the only thing that you've got to prepare is that track map with your notes on it. So I call this the $100,000 track map. And the idea is that $100,000 is on the line. And the only thing that you've got to prepare is that track map with your notes. So make sure that you put as many notes on there as you can as what you're doing now and what you want to do the next time you're on track. It's really going to help you. So the good old-fashioned track map, it's still the best thing out there, I think. For more info on Ross and Speed Secrets, you can visit speedsecrets.com.